This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free uncommon sense parenting class. How is everyone this week? I'm having a fantastic week. <laughs> my mom actually took my kids for the week. So this is the first time that I've been without them for more than like 24 hours <laughs> since March, 2020. And I'm not gonna lie, I am really freaking enjoying it. It's been awesome to be able to just sit and work and focus on my clients without having to also keep half of my brain available for if my kids need me. I will be very honest, I was getting dangerously close to burning out there. So I'm incredibly grateful that I have a mom who is not only willing, but also incredibly capable of taking my kids for the week. You know, not everybody has that privilege and it's it's just been really nice. <laughs> and it was my birthday and Mother's Day this past weekend. I got to double dip and I was entirely spoiled. I hope that you had a fantastic Mother's Day as well. And if you didn't, well then I hope you know that your hard work has not gone unnoticed by me. You're here, you're taking time out of your day to learn. And that is the hallmark of an amazing mom. And I think you're awesome. Before we jump into our topic today, allow me to introduce myself to those of you who don't know me. My name is Alana Robinson. I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you understand why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, where I help you raise well-behaved kids of your own. No matter where you're catching this class, please like and subscribe so that you never miss another one. It also helps us to reach more parents who need some support. So let's talk about aggression. Hitting, biting, kicking, pushing. I am hearing more and more complaints of children exhibiting aggressive behaviors as we move into better weather. Many places are coming out of the COVID quarantines and are beginning to return to somewhat life as normal. We're not there yet in Ontario, but it's coming. <laughs> and generally we're just seeing more and more opportunities for our kids to get out and interact with more people. And with that, we're seeing this increase in aggression and it has a lot of parents really freaked out. We had like five posts about it just in the posse yesterday. And my job is to make sure that you don't freak out. So let's talk about what is going on and what we can do to course correct. The first thing you need to know is that there are two kinds of aggression. There's dysregulated aggression and there's maladaptive play invitations. Now that said, rarely does a single instance of aggression fit neatly into one of those boxes. Humans are complicated, y'all. <laughs> Nothing is straightforward. But what those two boxes do do is allow us to narrow down what is most likely going on. And those boxes also eliminate all of those fake stories that our minds make up about our kids when we're exhibiting, they're exhibiting. <laughs> aggressive behavior like, you know, they hate me, or they're trying to manipulate me, or they want to hurt their brother, or, 
oh my God, I'm raising a psychopath. None of which are helpful or true. Remember our motto that we stole from Dr. Green? Kids do well if they can. That means if they aren't, there's a reason. And knowing those two buckets, we have two good places to start looking for why they're struggling to meet our expectations. And all those catastrophic stories don't fit into either, so we can just let them go, okay? So let's start with what I feel is the simplest possibility to explore, dysregulated aggression. As the name suggests, this kind of aggression is driven by a stressor. There is a demand on them that they cannot meet given the current amount of energy that they have. In other words, they don't have the ability to stay calm enough to do the thing. And what do children do when they know that there's a demand on them, but they aren't calm enough to do it? They try to calm down. <laughs> they try to regulate their nervous system. Wasn't a trick question. And how do children typically regulate? Through sensory input. So chances are, if your young child is hitting, biting, kicking, pushing, that gives you a big clue as to what kind of sensory input would help them regulate. That is your red flag that says, oops, we need to give them some help calming down. Our brains are very efficient. It wants to take the path of least resistance, the most direct path that is most likely to solve the problem as quickly as possible. And if they're low on energy and can't use their executive skills, their brain is going to go, oh, well, if I hit this kid, <laughs> I'll get the sensory regulation I need and I'll solve the problem of getting them out of my face. Two birds with one stone, baby. And they don't have access to that top level of their brain that is rational and warns them, um, you're gonna hurt them and you're gonna get us in trouble. This is why often you'll see your child hit someone or push someone or bite them. And as soon as they do it, you see it register on their face that they fucked up. Because when they get that energy boost, that they needed from the sensory input, that reasoning comes back online really quickly. And they instantly realize that was a bad idea. Now, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes they're far more drained and it takes a lot of sensory input to re-regulate them. The kids that turn on you when you intervene and start acting like a wild animal and they just can't control themselves, those kids are deeply dysregulated and they can't calm down without some help. Those kids were holding it together by a thread and for a long time <laughs> and they couldn't figure out how to re-regulate and then boom, suddenly this demand was put on them and it was too late. So what do you do if you think that your child is dysregulated? Regulate them, calm them down first, remove them from the situation and focus on getting them truly calm and reasonable. And you'll know that they're truly calm when they start talking again and they start making sense again. Then once they're calm, move into two logical consequence processes. The first is focused on how they could have regulated more appropriately, whether that's asking for something they can bite, hitting a soft object like a bag, couch, or bed, or even something not so soft like a tree if you're outside. 
requesting something that they can safely throw, like a ball or some stuffies, whatever will give them that input they need without actually hurting people. What they should do next time, basically. And then once they've demonstrated that ability through role play, then move into an LCP about how they can make amends. Not how they can apologize, how they can demonstrate remorse for hurting their friend, sibling, or peer. There's more information about the logical consequence process on my blog if you want to dig deeper into what that actually looks like in practice. This does two things. One, it teaches them what to do instead, and it gives them practice doing that. And it makes them take accountability for their actions without making it a huge thing. Remember, the LCP isn't about shame, it's about repair. If these are your own kids, or you're the only adult in the situation, Always make sure that the victim is safe and taken care of first, and then go back to the aggressor, help them calm down, and proceed with your LCPs. Always, always take care of the injured child first, unless there's an adult for each kid, in which case one of you deals with the victim while the other deals with the aggressor. The second kind of aggression is maladaptive play invitations. We've talked about maladaptive play invitations in the past. There's a whole article on it on my blog, and we have a podcast on it too, if you'd like more in-depth info. But the short version is that children, especially children who don't have siblings or who haven't had a lot of social opportunities lately, which is basically every child on the face of the planet right now, often forget to communicate their intentions to those around them and just jump straight into play with two feet. They forget about the preamble. A really common example of this that I see constantly as a mother of two boys is little boys who will just like seemingly out of the blue tackle another child <laughs> or they'll push another kid and then run away laughing and looking over their shoulder to see if they're being chased. In their mind, they're initiating a physical game. They just forgot to let their play partner in on it. So to the other child, it feels like a random attack. And little girls can obviously do this too, but it's more common to see little girls use maladaptive invitations like grabbing a toy that another child was using in an attempt to insert themselves into the game. They forget about the bit where they have to say like, hey, can I play with you? What game are you playing? They just jump right in. The reason maladaptive play invitations tend to be really physical is because physicality is pretty impossible to ignore. So if I push you, you have to respond to me. You have to engage with me. If I bite you, you have to engage with me. If I grab your toy, you have to engage with me. As I said, you can usually tell this type of aggression because the aggressor is smiling or they seem confused when the other child reacts negatively because they want to play, but they don't know how to initiate that interaction. So they do something that guarantees a response. If you think that your child is using aggression as a maladaptive play invitation, we're again going to teach them what to do using two LCPs. But the order your operations happen in is going to be the opposite of what you would do for regulation. Because if you try to teach them what to do first, the other kid is unlikely to want to play with them again, right? They just got attacked. They need to make amends first and then use the LCP to help them navigate inserting themselves into the game. So that might sound like you really wanted to play with Jorah. How can you ask Jorah if he wants to play with you? You can say, can I play too? 
or you can say, Jorah, do you want to wrestle? Okay, let's go ask Jorah if he wants to wrestle with you. And then go with them and help them navigate that conversation. Again, the format of the LCP is on the blog. It's the same process no matter what the situation is. You just have to tailor it depending on what kind of problem you're solving, what the goal is of the LCP. And remember, you can only use a logical consequence process if they're calm. If your child uses a maladaptive play invitation and is running away laughing maniacally and then escalates when their friend doesn't reciprocate, well, then you've got to calm them down first. And that often happens because the logic they're using is, oh, they aren't jumping into this game. Maybe I just have to try harder or make it more explicit to force them to engage with me. And I'll note that I try and pause children's play when they use a maladaptive play invitation, even if the other child does reciprocate. This is where teaching consent comes in. So if my younger son jumps on my older son and my older son immediately starts wrestling with him, I'm still going to go, whoa, 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 I didn't see any consent received there. And I will make them pause and get consent from each other anyways, because I don't want them to think that it's ever acceptable to just launch into play, even if the other person seems mostly receptive. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> now, as I said, rarely is it just regulation versus play invitation. Often it's both. Often it's that they want to play, but they're dysregulated. So they're trying to get another child to play in a specific way with them to help them regulate. So they just launch into it. And then the other kid doesn't reciprocate. They've used the last of their energy and then they lash out. In which case, you may find yourself doing three logical consequence processes. The great thing about the LCP though, is that the more you use it, the less you have to use it. Once a child is well habituated to it, you can usually resolve a situation by making a declarative statement, by just drawing their attention to what's going on. Like I rarely have to talk to my sons through an LCP anymore for like making amends or getting consent because I can just say, you didn't get consent or you hurt your brother and now they know what to do because we've done the uh, that LCP with them about 40,000 times. The idea behind the LCP is that your kids will eventually become so competent at it that the most that you should have to do is point out the problem they need to solve. The more LCPs you do, the better they get at it. So I hope that helps you reframe and rethink your child's aggression. I know keeping those two buckets in mind really helps my clients be, be, be be more empathetic and calm when their children have aggressive instances. And it's much more productive because instead of relying on shame to deter them from being aggressive, we teach them how to actually solve the underlying problem. If you'd like more ways that we can teach our kids how to do the right thing, I've got free scripts that are located in the description and it gives you some guidance on 10 really common behaviors and how to address them proactively and calmly with your kids. All right, that's it for today. I will see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.